welcome back. This is another episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes with yours truly, Tony Capobianco. Yes, uh, you probably have uh, noticed by now, between now and the previous episode, my voice has gone back to normal. And that's that was probably the only good takeaway of it, get catching a fever is that whenever I get, like, I guess it was a case like the flu or something, like, my voice gets a little, like, deep and gra- like graggly and, you know, like, very white, deep, sexy. And I wish it could be like that all the time. Now I'm just stuck with, I don't even know, just this hoarse, tired voice, I guess. Like, I, like, it, like you hear this, but whenever I speak, all I hear is, <laughs> so... Yeah, sometimes having that level of awareness can uh, can bite you in the ass a little bit. But anyway, I'm back to normal, so very happy about that. Hope you're all doing well as well. Uh, before we get started, I have some comedy dates for you. So uh, April is spanning to looking uh, pretty busy here in Nashville. So uh, let's see. So going through the calendar, uh, you can find me at the following places. So... On Saturday, April 8th, you can find me at Macktown Skate Shop in Murfreesboro. Uh, that is going to be uh, yeah Saturday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, in McMinnville, Tennessee. My mistake. Uh, there's a lot of M-towns down here in Tennessee. So comedy at a Macktown Skate Shop at McMinnville at 8 p.m. I did that, uh, did that uh, skate shop... Uh, few months ago, what was it? Like, I think in November or December. And that was a good time. I mean, I was only comic. Everybody else was just bands. And you know what? It was, that was that was like a like an untapped demographic I vibe with, you know? Like skaters. Like, I used to be a skater when I was uh, in high school. And, well, when I say skater, I mean mostly playing Tony Hawk. I mean, I could coast on a skateboard, maybe get an ollie off, like maybe one or two inches. But... You know, it counts. So, got that. Really happy to do that. And that's a free show. So, come on out if you could be in the area. Then, uh, that following Saturday on the 15th, I will be at the Loft here in Nashville, Tennessee at Third Coast Comedy Club. That also is at 8 p.m. So, again, another good, uh, fun uh, show with uh, Mark Anunson. So, very happy to do that. Then, Up Down is coming back. Yes, sir. Yep. On uh, April 19th. At 8 p.m. over at Up Down, got a brand new lineup of people, dude. I like over the weekend. I uh, I booked, I've booked Up Down solid from now up through like maybe June or July. So getting that out of the way, want to get a bunch of you know new faces, and want to try to get as many new faces as possible. But then also at the same time, I have to operate with the standard because look. Like everybody is free to run their show any way they want. They can put their whoever they want on their own shows. It's their prerogative. Like I can't tell you how to run your show, just like you can't tell me how to run mine. And there have been times where many comics, quote unquote, people who identify as comedians, uh, just flat out suck and say they want to do it. Well, I need to. I operate with the standard. I need to see improve. If I've seen your stuff. And I'm not impressed. I will either a not book you if I see if I think there is potential. Maybe if you show up, I'll give you a guest spot. But for the most part, if 
you don't have a video or a clip or something I can see your act, then come back later when you have one. Either that or maybe you just suck and I'm not and you're not worth my time. So that sounded a little cold, but hey, I got a show to run. So anyway, going back to that, uh, <laughs> uh, comedy back at Uptown on April 19th in East Nashville at 8 p.m. Another free show. Very happy to do that again. Love doing that show. Then that following Wednesday on April 26th, I will be doing uh, Sonny's, the best of Nashville at PB Backyard Comedy. That is at Sonny's here in Nashville. So another good rising independent show. And yeah, nice little cozy room. I like it. It's, uh, you know, and the color screen. It's all like, you know, purple and orange. So literally peanut butter and jelly colors. So, yeah, that's going to be at Sunny's Patio Pub and Refuge at 7 p.m. So get your tickets for that. And then lastly, on Friday, April 28th, I will be at the Holistic Connection again on uh, in uh, Murfreesboro. So did that uh, show, uh, I'd say, a couple weeks ago. That was a good time. Uh, I think I'm going to be headlining this one later this month. So very excited to do that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's... Looking like April, and yeah, looking pretty busy. Very, very happy the way this has been going. And um, let's see here. So comedy has been doing pretty good. I find like I I hit this wall recently. I wouldn't say recently. Hell, it's been like almost all year. And uh, you know when you hit that wall and like nothing good is cooking. And like I've said many times before, like I've got all this material which I'm happy with. I'm very eager to get it out. Probably next year, but again, you want to keep those creative years going. And sometimes, like whenever you try to force something out, it's it's just you can't. I can only speak for myself when I say like of all the material I use regularly use, I have to feel strongly about it. Like it's not something I just you know will feel empty saying. Like you know, it's not like when you draw a like an artist draws a picture, they can't draw like just a plain stick figure and call that art. Or like when a or when a musician just covers a song they have no sort of connection to. Like I I need a connection to my material. So you know even if regardless of whether it's something well thought out or if it's something just completely immature, just you know fifteen minutes of dick jokes, but it's something I need to I need to have a strong connection with. That way, whenever I tell the bit. It's something I know I can honestly commit to and make it sound like I'm saying for the first time. So that that's kind of how I operate. So and uh, yeah, we can kind of hit like a wall of that for almost three months. And uh, thankfully, I'd say within actually maybe a few days ago, I think it's good timing. I finally came up, uh, came across a bit which I can actually connect with and vibe with, and it's actually very conceptually. I think it's great. Um, it still needs to be hashed out, obviously, but there's some pretty, uh, pretty good, tasty bits. It's some, there's some meat on the bone, and I uh, can't wait to, uh, you know, beef it up, so to speak. And also, uh, if you listen to my uh, to, our, to last week's episode with Brandon Jarrell, um, Brandon Jarrell, excuse me, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Jarrell is from a different neighborhood. Uh, we were talking about uh, whenever we hit that wall and you know going through the creative process. I picked up a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, a, a vital gem, a kick in the ass, says Esquire. So 
I just started that book. It's a it's a pretty fast read. I can get through this in a day. Only started like the first few pages, but I'm pretty excited about getting through it because me, much like a lot of people, uh, suffer, uh, especially during this block, suffer from procrastination because hell, I mean, I'm guilty of procrastinating right now. It's like 11:19 at night on a Sunday, and I should have recorded this earlier today, and I just, of course, I dragged my feet. I mean. I'll talk about what I did earlier today, but a lot of it was not productive. And we're all guilty of doing it. I mean, for the time I could have been using to record this, I was busy playing uh, For Honor, which has no, you know, sort of payoff. I mean, it entertains me and playing with other people online. But other than that, there's like no sort of like, you know, sense of productivity, you know? So, uh, so I yeah this uh, pr- procrastination is something I I really need to you know bite in the ass because you where at least I can say this but I'm aware when I'm doing it you know like all that willpower I used to pride myself on having it just you know that just a part of it's like no no don't be productive no no just come on the couch. Find your favorite blanket and pick up your video game controller and just zone out for 45 minutes to an hour. You know, maybe that's a sign of like a depression. If you watch, <laughs> if you watch the, that Big Mouth show, uh, there's a thing called Depression Cat, which tells you to just curl up and, you know, curl up and try to be comfortable while you cope with sadness. So I don't think I'm sad. It's just more like, you know, just a sign of laziness. And that's something, despite everything I preach, am guilty of. So uh, definitely try and nip that in the bud. So really excited about reading this book. That's another thing. I've been. I'm, that's a, I think that's a good indicator of wanting to break that cycle because I want to read more. I mean, I already read Marcus Aurelius' uh, Meditations on Stoicism, and dude, that was a hard read. Oof. So this is the next one. Uh, well, just by looking at it, this one's gonna be a little more gentle. Uh, it's only like 150, 160 pages, so yeah, I can plow through that in a weekend, and it will be definitely be easier on uh, my uh, cognitive or uh, interpretive abilities because I'll re- try to read something that was interpreted into English from something I don't know, uh, eighteen hundred years ago. I don't know when Marcus Aurelius was around. Definitely around Jesus's time, I think. So. Yeah, try to reinterpret that and all the, like, you know, Epictetus, uh, son of Galactus, son of Eroticus, or whatever the hell their names were back in those days, just like 18 syllables. So, yeah, it was a hard read, but I got a few gems out of there. So this hopefully will be a little bit better. For one, it'll be easier to read, easier to understand. Two... Uh, it'll, I'll finally be able to chip away at uh, procrastination and like free fall in love with the creative process because I, I feel like you know sometimes like anybody who is in a creative field hates being stagnant or plateaus at some point like they don't like steadiness they always want to be changing and improving and you know developing their craft so I felt like I might have hit a plateau so hopefully. Uh, yeah, this will help re- recharge those gears. So definitely look forward to that. But 
But speaking of productivity, I did manage to stay productive over the weekend. Uh, although I will say 90% of it spent in front of the TV. But, you know, did manage to stay productive. Obviously, went to the gym. Dude had legs, murdered it. Uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking, again, some more CBD black for the recovery. I got to get Gabe back on this. We need to do a follow-up episode. That stuff was good, you know, because... I know when I'm waking up tomorrow, it is going to suck. Like I've said before, you never do a good leg day unless you're walking downstairs like a newborn giraffe. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, gym was good. Uh, definitely out to crush it each and every day. Um, uh, I'm, ta- I'm going to try to take it a little bit easier on the uh, cheat days, on the cheats, because, you know, you can get – it's, you know – I believe in delayed gratification, but too much all at once can go up the rails real quick. And, uh, yeah, you'll be spending more, like three times as much time in the bathroom, just, you know, redigesting all that ice cream. And yeah, so another good thing to change up a bit. I got to think of a better cheat because for the last few weeks, I've just been resting on Ben and Jerry's and crumble cookie. And as good as both of those are, uh, I, I need to expand my palate in that regard. So, yeah, well, I'm not turning into a fat fuck anytime soon. You know, just want to keep on the gains, keep on shredding. I got to change up the routine, too. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff to go on. And uh, but over the weekend, um, I uh, did this audition. Hopefully that works out. Uh, have, very excited to do that again. Um, getting back in acting. Uh, let's see, uh, I changed the headlamp on my truck and it was one of those, like, you know, I've changed that light bulb on, on my vehicle. God knows how many times. And back when I had my Jeep, I had to change out the headlamps at least like five or six times. And with the truck, this is the first time. So I think, eh, I got this, you know, no tools needed. Just, you know, pop the hood, you know, pop the, uh, that pop out the bulb from the headlamp, pop the new one in, easy enough, right? Wrong. Because when I, because knowing my luck, I mean, I went to, uh, what, AutoZone's website. So I, I need to know what the, the right light bulb I needed. So I just punched in my information, what, like, you know, brand, model, truck, all that stuff. It's like, oh, this is the one you need. I get down there, I buy like, you know, 9005 light bulb, come back. Doesn't even fit. Apparently, I got the one for the wrong trim. I have the base model, and apparently, I bought the one with the uh, that deals with um, I don't know the super off road version. So, go back. Actually, you know what I end up doing is I unplugged it. I uh, took out the bulb, looked on the back, saw the, all the information there. That's all I needed—just twenty bucks for a new bulb. That's all it took, and all that. Uh, it's just like one of those, of course. You know, like nothing could ever be simple. Like even like I'm even looking at myself like, how do you fuck up such a simple task? So got that out of the way. But I will say whenever I do work on my truck or if I just like do basic errands around the house, like cleaning, there's always a sense of accomplishment, you know, (laughs) even though this is like less than basics of the basics. Part of me is like, I bet I could work for NASCAR. You know, like, uh, give me a, give me a swing at that carburetor. I back and f- fix that thing up. No problem. And then it's like, you know, trying to 
reform a Rubik's cube that moves against yourself. So uh, let's see. So got that out of the way. Fi finally got that out of the way, dude. Uh, repairs to the truck have been done. Got new front tires. Um, bike is, dude. I finally took the bike out today. Oh, this was overdue. Oh, I mean, getting the thing back after fifteen thousand miles service and just be able to coast around. Oh, it was so good. I don't know if anybody else who listened to this uh, listens to this uh, rides a motorcycle, but oh, I felt like a golden retriever sticking his head out the window. And you, you know, Germany, I'm looking at you. You know, I I see the stats on this podcast, Germany. Whoever's out there, uh, uh, das ist gut. Yes, <laughs> same, same shout out to uh, people up north in Canada. I'm going to get to you guys on something else pretty soon, but shout out to uh, everybody up there in Canada who listened to the podcast. Also, going on here in the U.S., actually, let me check out the stats right now. Uh, let's see. So Texas, I see you. New York, Massachusetts. Yep, that is my home state. Virginia, everybody here in Nashville, Tennessee, love you. Then, of course, shout out to California, Washington, Florida, Georgia, Missouri, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Did I ever say Minnesota? I don't know. I don't care. But shout out to everybody who listens, and uh, thank you for staying on it. Always trying to keep the content rolling. And... Uh, yeah, speaking of Canada, man... Uh, I, I posted TikTok about this. I, I really, I, I enjoy it. Sometimes I crack myself up in regards to the sore thing. But <clears throat> basically, um, there was this uh, powerlifting event. There was a women's, uh, it was a women's championship bench press up in Canada. And Canada, as you know, is like, you know, so woke that it, like it just it just makes you want to puke sometimes. So this uh, this event uh, is for women, which uh, is fine. But uh, the they have a trans policy where anybody who self identifies as a woman can enter. So that's how woke they are. They'll just be like, if you if you declare your gender identity, we believe you and. You, because you're living your truth, and nobody could ever possibly exploit that trust. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So then, uh, I a big shout out to this guy, Avi Silverman. Now, Avi is a male powerlifter. He's a dude. I'll just say that. Like, it's what your perception of what a dude powerlifter is. Uh, so he enters. As a by identifying as a woman, he he, the dude identifies as a woman at the event, and they let him compete. And you know, no hormones, no surgery. We're talking about like a six foot bearded fat belly of a man, <laughs> and he's here to compete in the women's bench press. I mean, just think Heather Swans from South Park. It's it's at the point where even reality is defined is going beyond parody. It's weird. It is so weird how the how this stuff happens. Like real like it just like reality goes beyond parody. Oh man, it's 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 so so weird. So anyway, uh Avi obviously doesn't just obliterate the competition. 
he breaks the women's bench press record by more than 100 pounds. It was like 270 last year. Now, thanks to him, it was 370. And the person who was most pissed was the previous record holder, which was a trans woman. And she's salty because despite having a male body, she identifies as a female, as a woman. And she's salty because the dude that beat her did the exact same shit that she was doing. And it's like, this is, this, you know, unfair. And the part that came with malintentions. And, you know, and I didn't like how they exposed me to my own bullshit. So, this, so me knowing me, I jumped back onto TikTok. I made the TikTok. It's doing pretty good. But then I also, you know, I got to bring this to, I got to discuss this with other people. You know, just see how, you know, I need to feel smart. <laughs> so if you want, ever want to feel smart, jump on a TikTok live. See all the Mensa candidates decide to jump on that, myself included. Uh, that was a poke at myself. I'm not a Mensa candidate. So I, again, I jumped on one of the chat rooms. And uh, some people who were aware of it, others were not. I gave them basically the rundown for that. And then I just sat back and watched people eat each other alive. <laughs> and that, that's the thing I know. is like whenever you listen to people uh, get into these full-blown arguments, whether you're at a pro... People who like go like full off the rails at a protest or on like a social media... Uh, they talk the most and yet they offer the, they have the least amount to say. Ain't that some shit? Stitch down a pillow, why don't you? People who have the most to say don't have anything to say or say very little. I guess what I'm saying, the people who, let me rephrase that. People who talk the most say the least. Ooh, that was good. Ah, that was a good little gem right there. Because you're just talking in circles and they just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when you know, I, I think there's some little realization I, I consciously came to, but it's something I've been kind of aware of, I'd say in the last few years, is that you're aware of this too, I'm sure, but social media has been like just a breeding ground for narcissism. I mean, hell. Like our phones have a forward-facing camera. I mean, that itself is just a telltale sign of narcissism. So people are so into their own selves and opinions that I guess, well, one of the signs a narcissist does, and this is, you may want to start taking notes, is that narcissists love to manipulate people. That is like a... Whether they're aware of it or unaware of it, it is one of their favorite pastimes because they take themselves so seriously, they take their opinions so seriously, and then you got some, you know, jackass like me just laughs them off. Ooh, they hate it. <laughs> oh, because that's a, that's a thing I've noticed. Regardless of where you're saying politically or socially or wherever, especially with like a lot of like you know modern day activists is that a lot of them are also full-fledged narcissists because they'll claim like victimhood and they will ride that sucker into the sunset because when you're a victim, there's a there's an element of power that comes with it because 
it well uh, the well victim power also allows a narcissist to be emotionally manipulative because you wouldn't dare uh you know go against what a victim says if they've been discriminated against and you don't do what they tell you to do or you don't believe what they tell you believe then you're a morally bankrupt person and that's why you see so many people who i guess for lack of a better word uh, drink the Kool-Aid and then you see somebody like me it's like you know what I don't buy it and you know what this is a waste of time like and oh man they hate it like here like pissing off a narcissist is so good because well one of the best ways I learned to do it is to just let go and not care now that's easier said than done but uh yeah, just letting go because once you, because I mean, I just naturally assume also almost everybody is a narcissist these days. So once they start, like, you feel like they're lecturing you or they're being condescending towards you or they're, or you feel like they're trying to emotionally manipulate you, you just brush them off and feel like, you know what? You, there is no value here for me, you know? And I really don't care. And the second they hear that, when they realize this person does not care about my opinion, oh, oh they'll try to get a rise out of you. But you're so content with your with yourself, and you know you you accept the fact that this person essentially means nothing. You know, there's seven billion people on the planet. I don't need all seven billion of them to like me. I need like only maybe like five or six. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if there's one that doesn't like me, that's fine, all right? I'm not going to lose any sleep at night. And just letting go of that stuff, like like constantly seeking people's approval and validation to, is just a waste of time, let alone some rando on the, on the internet. It's like, if you don't believe what I believe, then you're just a bad person and I'm a good person because that's what good people do is that they crucify people who disagree with them. You know, it's it's all bullshit. So letting go of that stuff is such a weight off your shoulders. And when you feel like you're dealing with a narcissist, which is pretty easy to come across on social media, just dismissing them or just writing them off just calmly, it's like, you know what? This is a waste of time. You're a waste. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's it. So later, that's it. Bye bye. So once you once you once they realize that they are not worth your time, like they are not worth anything to you. Oh my god, they hate that. <laughs> oh, just watching them unravel. Like to borrow Bill Burr's uh, quote, uh, it's like watching uh, Leatherface at the end of. Uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre flipping out in the rearview mirror. Like, ah! Yeah! How can you? Yeah! It is fucking hilarious. So, that yeah, I like getting a rise on a narcissist. It's funny to me. So, yeah. Like, dismissing a narcissist is easy. Like, what's a few other uh, go-tos? Let me see here. Uh, oh, yeah, here's a few. So if you ever feel like you're being emotionally manipulated by a narcissist, just say a few things like, no, 
know? It's like, you, you need to do this, and if you, if you don't believe this, and yeah, that, but you're like, no. Like, you don't get to set the rules. You're just some random, just some rando. So, no. Later. Bye-bye. What else? Uh, I don't care about your opinion, and you have to mean it. Like, because there's so many people like, you know what? I don't even care what you think of me. Like, if they really lean into it, then they, that that's their insecurities coming out. Like, you, if you don't care, then you have to sound like you don't care and you have to meet it. It has to be, you legitimately do not have, should not care. You know, that'd be like, you know, somebody try to uh, explain Yu-Gi-Oh to me. <laughs> you know, that old anime that was kind of a big deal back in like the early 2000s. It's like if they if they're trying to lecture me all the rules and different monsters about Yu-Gi-Oh, I just got to look at them like they're, I'm weighing them. Like I'm at this presentation I do not give a flying fuck about. So you have to sound like it. Like you heard it right there. I don't care. So whatever it, like, whatever it is they're lecturing you about, you have to listen to that. Like that shit's Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Like you do not care. And they'll try to egg you on, but as long as you don't care, then you can you can take comfort knowing that. You know, I don't need this person to like me. And I can just let go. You know, I got more stuff to do. I'm, you know, I'm on this earth for like maybe 60 more years. And I'm not going to spend it uh, wasting time to get the approval of some jackass with pink and blue hair. You know, so there's that. Also, a few other ones, like I feel sorry for you. You know, it's good to pity people. And just tell them to their faces even better. Because... <laughs> Like watching an emotional catastrophe unveil before your eyes when you're just like, you know, this stoic Easter Island of a human being is, it's just funny to me. So yeah, that that's a good way to dismiss a narcissist. Also, uh, what else? I don't have time for this. I think we already said that. Uh, yeah. So like, no, nah, yeah, just, yeah. you're just some guy. That's it. You're just as big a jackass as I am. So there we go. So I guess I guess that's like the big takeaway for uh, this episode is just letting that shit go, because once you feel like you're being manipulated or like at least emotionally manipulated, uh, then that's when you know you're dealing with a narcissist, whether it be like you know a stranger on the internet or hell even like your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Once you once you come across like when your narcissist ends. Stance, sense, like kind of like a spite, like a spidey sense for narcissism. Yeah, once you detect that, time to let go. So, I guess practice makes perfect. And uh, speaking of things that are perfect, you can also save twenty percent on your order of all Redcon One products by going to. Redcon1.com. Redcon1 is America's favorite supplement brand for all your fitness needs, and they have everything you could possibly need for your fitness goals, whether it be protein powder, pre-workout powder, recovery, shorts, shirts, tank tops, energy, what have you. Whatever you need for your fitness goals, they can do it, and you can save 20% off your order if you go to redcon1.com and upon checkout, you use the promo code T20 Tony Tell 
jokes. That's right. Again, thy socials are T20 Tony Tell Joke. That'll save you 20% off your order. So be sure to head over to redcon1.com and pick out your favorite products and use that promo code upon checkout and save some cash. Lastly, before we go, I also want to remind everybody, if you want to check out these dates again and any other content I'm pushing out, uh, you can hit me up on all my social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, assuming it's still going to be around, all at Tony Tell Joke. All right? And other than that, uh, give me a follow, give me a like, comment, subscribe, play all that algorithmic bullshit into my favor. Let's get this thing rolling along. And other than that, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.